wherever and however you're dialed in. I'm Spencer Linton. That is our San Diego traffic expert, Jerem Jordan. I wish, man. You guided us over here. Luckily, there's GPS. I, I, I remember when I was 14 working for my dad, I'd have, I'd have these maps, and I'd be like, oh, go to the back, flip to the front. <laughs> guide An atlas. An atlas. An I didn't atlas. even know what it was called. A road atlas. Yes. Yeah, I remember when we had to use those. Oh, those were the worst, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's great to be here. It's a bowl night at Qualcomm. BYU's here. In a bowl game, San Diego. This is a perfect fit for BYU. And tonight they play Wyoming. Behind us, of course, this famous field where BYU has played so many bowl games. 13th bowl game tonight. The Hail Mary was in this end zone. Steve Young, Kyle Van Oy, all in this end zone right behind us, which is awesome. Pretty fantastic. I can guarantee you this. If you are coming to the game in San Diego, leave early because there will be traffic everywhere. <laughs> leave. <laughs> I thought you meant leave the game early. No, leave where you're they, staying they, early. I love meeting people that were at the 1980 Holiday Bowl, and they're like, I'm one of the people that left. <laughs> I didn't see the Hail Mary. Stay like, until the final yeah, play. Come on. Stay until the final play. <laughs> Just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines led off by, of course, the BYU-Wyoming Poinsettia Bowl. First time these teams have met since 2010. The Cougars have won seven in a row. You can watch it on ESPN at 9 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio, but first you need to watch Countdown to Kickoff live at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. David Nixon will join me for uh, access and interviews and reaction from the field, all of that good stuff live in San Diego. So after we're done here at the at the top of the hour, you get a one-hour break, then we're back on for our uh, Countdown to Kickoff after that. So come hang out with us. Men's basketball beat Idaho State last night, 84-58, led by Eric Mika's 19 points, 12 rebounds. Couldn't you score 20, Eric? Come on! Thanks, Eric. Tomorrow, the Cougars <laughs> play their final non-conference game, Cal State Bakersfield in Provo, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Don't sleep on the road, runners. Jimmer Fredette scored 31 points in a win for the Shanghai That's Sharks it? last night. What? Yeah, we joked this morning. Not like 40? Re- really, 30, 31. He's averaging 39 points a game. He did add six rebounds and five assists, and his team won. By the way, he's shooting just under 50%, not from the field, from the three-point line. 49.8% from distance. He's been screaming, uh, Bacio Gewa, a lot this season. Rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Tic-tac-toe in San Diego. The three matchups that matter most in the 13th annual Poinsettia Bowl. BYU and Wyoming, as I said earlier, will play a football game against each other for the first time in six years. The Cougars are now a 10-point favorite. That has jumped since the initial line was put out. BYU has won seven in a row against the Pokes, and if they want to make it eight straight, the Cougars will need to hold serve as the favorite by winning our three matchups that matter. And it starts with this. Number one, BYU running back Jamal Williams, career rushing leader against one of the best in the nation, Brian Hill of Wyoming. I love this running back matchup. In fact, this might be one of the best in any bowl game to end this season. Brian Hill, the only dude in FBS with 1,700 rushing yards plus and 20 or more touchdowns. The only guy. He's really... Really good. And then, of course, you know what Jamal Williams can do. He sat out three games this season and parts of others. When BYU's been good, Jamal has been in the game. 
and he's been effective, right? When he's not been in the game, BYU's had a hard time winning. And so Jamal Williams has played two games the last 67 days. The dude's well-rested, and he should be ready to rock tonight. His Brian season Hill, finale. And Brian Hill's good. BYU's rush defense, though, the last five seasons, number three in college football. The Cougars have proven to be able to stop the rush effectively. Jamal Williams versus Brian Hill. Love that matchup. I love it. Couple of great good. running backs. Oh yeah. yeah. NFL scouts will be all over those two guys. Second matchup that matters tonight: BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum against the Wyoming pass defense. One, it's Tanner's first start of this season, and it comes in the bowl game, and he will face the 106th ranked pass defense in FBS. Yo, what can he do? against Wyoming's pass defense. Now that's the question. I think BYU fans think that Tanner Mangum's going to come out here and throw for like 350 and five touchdowns. I'm sorry to break it to you. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah reel, reel it in. Reel it in Here's baby. why. BYU relies on Jamal Williams. It's just Jamal fence. BYU will tote the rock via the rush. They're not going to sling it as much tonight, I don't think. Ty Detmer told us uh, Monday that BYU's had more three receiver sets because they have a tight end, because they have a fullback in with Jamal Williams. So I think that Tanner Mangum is going to have a good game. I think he'll be efficient. But I'm not looking for a 300-yard game. I'm looking for an efficient game where Tanner Mangum in this pro-style offense come in on third down and convert. And BYU is top 15 in third down conversions. It's one thing coming off the bench against UMass and Southern Utah and even Utah State. To throw a touchdown It's pass. another to be the starter on ESPN in the only college football game in the country. Yet Tanner Mangum had that experience last year, so I like him carrying that in. I don't connect... Last year to this year that much, though. It's a different offense. Totally different offense, totally different staff, and an entirely different mindset. They don't want to run people out of the building by overpowering them with speed and getting a ton of plays off. BYU wants to slow it down. Balance has been the word of the year for Ty Detmer and the Cougars. Do you know the most passing yards in a game this year for BYU? Do you Three, know the number? 320? 250 for an individual. Oh, wait, 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 wait. 320. Against an FBS opponent or against Southern Utah? Taysom Hill passed for 250 yards. That was his max. I thought it was 320 against Southern Utah. Now, against an FBS opponent, I'll check it. It is 250. Yeah, okay, if it's FBS. Because that's that's crazy. That's not high for a BYU quarterback. But it's not your traditional offense. I'll look that up. Yeah, I think it was UCLA when he had, and that's because BYU had to throw the ball a ton because they were You're trailing. Right. 320 much of the game. Southern Utah. 320, but that's FCS. Yeah. Okay, good so point. against okay. the so 11 FBS FBS, teams. UCLA 250. That's it, right? So I'm hoping for a 200 yard pass game from Tanner Mangum. Tanner Mangum told us that a successful stat line is no interceptions and completing 70% 70's of high, the passes. Man. I'm cool with like 62 or 64. Yeah. Maybe because those passes are easier in this offense. Like, more predictable. Speaking of the first two guys that we have talked about in our three matchups that matter, Jamal Williams and Tanner Mangum, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the first and only game that Tanner Mangum and Jamal Williams will start together. Isn't that weird? That's it. That's weird. They were on the same team, right? But yet, because Jamal, Jamal took Williams a year didn't off, play last year. He watched Tanner Mangum, but they came to BYU at the same time. In fact, Jamal Williams told us that he was starstruck over Tanner Mangum <laughs> because he was an Under Armour All-American. Oh, you're, you're the ESPN Elite Eleven quarterback. He thought he was a big Whoa, deal, right? Oh yeah. And Jamal Williams has been a really big deal at BYU. Now Jamal is the number one NFL draft prospect that people need to watch in tonight's Poinsettia Bowl, according to Sports Illustrated. How about that? 
Yeah, and there are some st- there's some star power in tonight's game. Okay, third matchup that will determine this game. BYU against Wyoming in the turnover battle. Two top ten teams in turnovers gained. BYU is number two in the country out of 128 teams. That's Wyoming is number ten. Both teams yeah. have picked up a lot of turnovers. Only Washington is better, and they're in the playoff. They're about to lose to Alabama. BYU has been fantastic at turning the ball over Meaning from the other team. Take taking away. the ball away. Takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. Wyoming actually, they, get a lot of, they gain a lot of turnovers to take it away, but they actually turn it over a little bit. They're more uh, uh, Wild West on offense, right? So this will be fun to watch BYU and Wyoming go at it because if both running backs are, are even, meaning both are limited or both are going wild, the difference could be turnovers. Yet, BYU's had a game where they're 4-6 and 4-5 and didn't win. So it makes you nervous a little bit. But I don't think Wyoming's on the same plane as Utah and Boise State. I talked to a couple of different analysts this week, and they both said the same thing about Josh Allen. He kind of reminds me of Tanner Mangum. He does. He, just he loves looks, to go to his right, he, and he loves to chuck it downfield. He runs around, finds a way, and then throws it up to one of his good receivers. Tanner and, Gentry and is legit, by the way. They yeah. have a 1,200-yard receiver who made some tremendous catches this season. Watch out for number four for Wyoming. Our three matchups that matter, the running back battle between BYU's Jamal Williams and Wyoming's Brian Hill. BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum against that Wyoming pass defense matchup number two, and then the turnover battle number three between two teams that have created a lot of turnovers. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. You've heard what we think in our three matchups. What about you? What is the number one matchup that matters most in tonight's Poinsettia Bowl? At BYU underscore Bob says, obviously... Jay Swag Daddy versus Brian Hill. Yeah, that was our number one as well. Unrelated to the Twitter question, but still important. At Gleminate 11, biggest question of the day, did Spencer Linton get his white belt? Hashtag dress for success. I did not get my <laughs> white belt, but what? here's the reasoning. Technically, I still have time, right? We have an hour break, so I could I oh, you, you hop, hop down to Ross, or no. you can go get it for me. <laughs> That's a big no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah, can we no. have one of the assistants just hop over to the Ross and grab yeah. me a white Nike hey, belt? Hey, hey, look what just emerged. <laughs> look what just emerged. Someone just brought their white belt. I'm taking care of, Glemonade. I'm, take, I'm taking care of, man. Did John Beck just give you his white belt? No. No. We're prepared, Jerem. We are John, prepared. We know John's prepared. He went 11-2 10 years ago, you've man. Got, you've got your lucky brown pants on, dude. I do. Yeah, so. Not you, Wyoming you, brown, though. You've, no, you've got us covered that way. I don't need my white belt. You've got the lucky oh, brown okay. pants, well, okay? you have a white belt right there, man. That I do. Can't put that on. <laughs> Up next, John Beck. He got his first win here, didn't he? Find this guy! USN. Ball night. We'll get you ready. Countdown to kickoff is coming up at 8 Eastern time. So after our show, you have an hour break, and then David Nixon will join us here in a few minutes, but he'll be on here with you. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan back in Provo, back at the ranch, the BYU TV ranch, uh, holding down the fort. So we got, we got all angles covered, baby. What is the number one matchup that matters in tonight's Poinsettia Bowl. That is our Twitter question today. At Crohn's Ninja says none. Crohn's Ninja? Gonna be a blowout. Wow. But he didn't say which way. I'm guessing for BYU, right? Because he's he's tweeting tweeting, at BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, unless Wyoming is bored. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're getting destroyed, man. Yeah. 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 They're busy out bailing hay right now. 
joining us now, and this is becoming an annual tradition to have last year in Vegas, John Beck with us on Bowl Mountain Game West Day. Conference Player of the Year. That, that is right. Thank you, James Bates. <laughs> That's your second impersonation, right? You Thank got the tight yeah, end. I got, I got, yeah, I got. Now James, you can do the James Bates. James. Uh, John, welcome and, back, man. And Preston and was, Preston Preston he was, was here, too. He was in Vegas <laughs> with back, us, too. That's why I brought Preston. We're trying to make it a tradition. <laughs> Just don't yawn or play with anything, any yeah. glasses, Preston. Yeah, they gave you a hard time last year, huh? <laughs> about that. He's got, he's got his OBJ jersey on. Yeah. He's, he's ready to roll. Uh, I believe this was, this was the stadium where you got your first win as a BYU quarterback, right? It was. Yep. I can remember coming off the field and Andy Boyce interviewing me right over there saying congratulations on your first win, and it, the, the baseball field was still here. So I was cut up, had dirt everywhere, oh. but it, it felt great, you know, to get that first win. It was awesome. And there's a ton of history here, obviously, with BYU football, and you played San Diego State here and whatnot. What, what's it like to have BYU in this stadium again? Well, when you were bringing up those past plays of past Holiday Bowls, I mean, as a kid, I grew up watching this greatest moments in BYU sports history from, yes. and I see yes. the, you know, the Hail Mary from, uh, from Jimmy Mack. I see Rob uh, Bosco hit. Uh, in the corner Kelly, of the end zone, Kelly, Kelly Smith, Smith, right? right and then you got Steve Young catching it against Missouri. And then I actually sat in the stadium when Ty Detmer played Texas A&M, when Ty Detmer played uh, Iowa, and also when Ohio State played here. My family would drive from Arizona, and I'd come to Holiday Bowls to follow the Cougs. So it's pretty cool to have that history here. John Beck with us. Game day for BYU against Wyoming, kicking off at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We want to know what Tanner Mangum's going to do because – we saw him in last year's offense, but now this is his first start in the Ty Detmer pro-style offense, and it's in a big-time bowl game. He's had all of three weeks to be the guy to take all of the snaps. What do you expect from him in terms of, in terms of a stat line tonight? Well, I liked his what he wanted from a stat line. I mean, that's great. Like, head out on the field just like that. But, you know, I think we have to also be understanding of what the situation, reality, like the reality of it is. Like, he hasn't played the entire season. He's got the backup reps. Um, and sometimes that can be hard when you've had that the entire season. Sometimes a backup comes in midseason and then gets to play out to the rest of the year. You know, he doesn't have all the reps in this offense like most would have. So, you know, not saying I expect it, but it would not be uncommon for any player in this similar situation to maybe see a little bit, a few bumps here and there in the beginning, then start to get back in that rhythm. I think Tanner's a player that really thrives on that feeling and rhythm, and when he's in a rhythm, he's going to play really, really well. But what helps getting in that rhythm? Having all that experience. And this year, he doesn't have that. So it may kind of just take a little bit to get there. But I anticipate him being comfortable. He seems like he has that demeanor no matter what situation you put him in. Be it a freshman, going out there against his first game at Nebraska, calm demeanor. Playing against Utah in his first ever bowl game, calm demeanor. So I really anticipate seeing that same calm demeanor. BYU just needs a better first quarter, and they should be fine. <laughs> you, you have been, become a professional quarterback coach. Uh, what do you see from Tanner Mangum this season? Because it's kind of a different look in a different offense, right? Are you asking about the offense or from Tanner? Tanner specifically in the pro-style offense this season. Well, that's obviously a difference. Um, you know, you have a skill set as a quarterback, but then how that skill set translated into the offense that you're in, that has an impact, right? So I thought some of the things that Coach and I did with Tanner last year fit him very, very well, especially when you watch some of the highlights from Tanner's previous time in high school 
There's a lot of similarities there. This is going to be a little bit different, right? And, you know, I've had talks with Ty and different players on the team knowing kind of what happens as you transition to a newer offense. And for a younger player, it becomes more difficult to transition to an offense. You would think it'd be the opposite. Well, gosh, if you have so, so much experience in an offense, shouldn't it be more difficult? But you haven't gained experience. For a young player to only have one year in an offense and then switch to another one just like that, that could be difficult. But there's so many things that Tanner does well in a drop-back passing game. I would anticipate Ty saying, hey, I know you don't have all the reps in this. What can I do to make you comfortable? Let me pull in some things from what you have done from past experience, and let's use that going to this game. He's not going to ask Tanner to run the same offense Taysom's been running all year. You both wear the same number, and so naturally it's like, oh, John Beck number 12, Tanner number 12. (laughs) But your feet remind me of each other, the way that you move in the pocket. What do you see of yourself in Tanner Mangum? I really like when I see Tanner get through his progressions. He's somebody that has experience in progressions. That's something that I didn't come to BYU with. That's something that I had to gain and I worked really hard at. Tanner has come in with that. So that's the first thing that I like about his feet. The way that he moves through his progressions, I know that's a strength of his. Max Hall said that you ran a certain offense, then the, the head coach at Mountain View left, and then he ran, what was, it, what was the, the offense? The wing T. He ran the wing T. His was How different. How did he get a D1 offer with the wing T? I mean, I think he only lost one game in high school. I mean, it's, it, like, it, it's a school that wins a lot of football. We, we didn't really throw it a ton. Like, I think the most I ever threw in a game was like 20 times. Probably the same for Max. You don't throw it that much. That's but, wild. But when, when you do throw it, you're usually chucking it downfield and getting some, you know, a lot of yards. You're throwing it like 13 <laughs> times a game for like 300 yards. Really what Max told us is that he's a way better quarterback than you, John. <laughs> I'm sure. He's a better quarterback. He's a better golfer. He's a better dancer. I'm sure Max said that. Bocce ball. Yeah, all Bocce ball. Yeah, exactly. Dennis follows the same thing. Dennis thinks he's better than me at everything else. I know. De- yeah. Dennis is nervous seeing I mean, you up here. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Dennis. Exactly. Does, does Jamal Williams have to carry this team in this game, literally? I don't think carry the team, but I'm excited because they're going to rely on the run game. I mean, why not? This is a Wyoming defense that does not do that well against the run. We have a great running back, and when that running back runs well, we do well. So I think that if I was Ty, I'm going to rely on the run, and then the run's going to set up other things. I mean, the best thing you can do to help a young quarterback is second and four. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the best thing you can have happen. You don't get anything on first down, and then let's say you go and throw it on second down, it's incomplete, and now it's third and ten. That's the worst thing you can do for a young quarterback. So if I was Ty, I'm going to rely a lot on the run, and then I'm going to know that the defense is going to anticipate that, and I'm going to have some great first down play action because I know I can hand the ball off to Jamal on second down and pick up five, six yards. And now third and five, third and six is manageable. But, man, of course I'm going to have some awesome first down shots. So I would anticipate seeing a lot of first and second down runs, but also some first down, let's take some shots. Let's get them putting eight in the box, stepping up with the safeties and going over the top. As Jerem established, you work with quarterbacks for a living. If you are in Tanner Mangum's ear right before he takes the field, what are you saying to him tonight? I'm telling him to be himself. You don't have to go outside of yourself to play any better. You're in this position because of who you are. Uh, and then within that, let's play within the system. Let's know what we're going to do with the football. Let's rely on the guys that have been making plays all year for us. You don't have to step up and do anything more than you need to do. And I think sometimes for a young player that steps into a role like that, they're so confident in themselves, they want to make the great plays. They want to be the impact player. You don't have to be the impact player tonight. Manage the game. Be smart with the football. You will get your opportunities to go downfield. And I don't have to talk to him about confidence. At least I don't think so. The times that I've watched him, he's a confident guy. Oh, he's a gamer. Right? So yeah. it's just know what you're doing in this situation. 
Be confident in it. You will get your chances. You will get your first down play action, huck that baby down the field, and that's going to get him going. So that's what I would say. Preston's doing pretty well. I want to point that out. Yes, right Preston, yeah. well done. Co- well done, co- my friend. Compared to last well year, I think you've taken it up a notch, which, which is really good. Hey, our Twitter question is this, John. What's the number one matchup uh, that matters in tonight's Poinsettia Bowl? What, what matchup are you watching the most? I think it's going to be the Tanner versus their pass defense. Because 106 in the country in pass yards allowed, by the way. Right. Like, and it's not because they're great, but it's because there's going to be a running game. BYU is going to have a run game tonight. And Wyoming knows if they want a chance to win this game, they're going to have to somewhat not shut down the run game, but they're going to have to limit our run game. Yeah. Well, if they're doing all they can to limit our run game, they're essentially saying, let's see what your quarterback who hasn't been on the field all year can do against us. We're going to do everything we can to shut you down on the run. What can he do against us? And that's going to be their gamble. That's what they have to do. It's their, that's their chance. So I want to see, okay, hey, let, let's see third down. What makes a quarterback? Third down. First and second down, you can check it down. You, you can take your flats. You can take your shots downfield. It's let's, what happens on third down. And that's why I say, let's put this kid in a third and four situation, not third and tens. If we start having a bunch of third and twelves or we have some, some sloppy penalties because they haven't played a game in a month, and then now all of a sudden it's third and longs, that's asking a lot that's of somebody. That's trouble, yeah. Right? yeah and be BYU trouble. is 13th in the country, 48% on third down. But that was with a different quarterback who on third and six could rush for a first down. So certainly a different dynamic. And tonight. did so several times in clutch situations yep. against Mississippi State and against Michigan State. Point is Tanner's now the quarterback, and they rely on him to get what they hope is an eighth consecutive win against Wyoming. BYU's a 10-point favorite. This is an old throwback rivalry to the WAC and the Mountain West days. One game does not a season make, John, but would it be a disappointing season if BYU lost this game when they're favored to beat Wyoming? Ah, you know what's hard, guys? My brain doesn't even go into disappointments. I just, I mean, my brain is like, I came here to watch the guys win, so I'm not even going to answer any questions. Is that even possible that I mean, they wouldn't? Yeah. I'm not answering a question if they might lose. Like, look, we're going to go win this game, yeah. and we're all going to go home happy, and the fans are going to get to drive back up to Provo, have a great Christmas, and then they're all going to get the a hype train and the blue goggles on, and the expectations are going to be running for next year. Oh, yeah. And we're all going to be happy because the team's going to go undefeated next year, right? That's what that, <laughs> that happens. Every, every year. <laughs> I mean, look, like, it'd be a disappointment no matter what happens. Like, of course, every time you lose, it's disappointing. But does that ruin a season? I don't. There's not like we're playing for something huge right now. We're playing to finish the season on a high note for the seniors for Kalani's first season. I want to see Kalani win his first bowl game. I mean, he's a special guy, a special coach. Let's, let's have the atmosphere and like the way that this program is going to move forward saying, when we get in bowl games, we win bowl games. That's what BYU does. That's what I want. The I most. totally see oh. what you're talking oh, about. Oh, now right, you see it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It the blue I'm goggles sorry, are on. I'm sorry that I even went that direction. It all <laughs> makes say, sense now. <laughs> don't say disappointment around me. <laughs> don't even say that word. Yeah. <laughs> when BYU wins tonight, won't it feel great? Yeah. <laughs> if, if BYU wins tonight, or if you're John Beck, when BYU wins tonight, the, the four losses by eight points would be an NCAA record, by the way, for four losses by that few points. What have you thought of this season? Eight and four and, and crazy close in those losses. I mean, I've watched all those games, guys. Listen, football, to have a team play an s- entire season and you do not have a loss that's by 10, 14, 20 points, you have a solid football team. You have a really, really good football team. So, you know, we're going to forever say what could have happened if there's just a few plays here or there, right? And that's, that's what's cool about this season. I mean, to have a new coach come in, to install a new offense, to have so much new things happening, and you don't have that hiccup game. You don't have that game like it just feels like nothing's going for us, 
right? And I know BYU fans can say, but wait, BYU is known for these big passing games. They're known for... They're, is he doing the yeah, thing? Yes, he, he is copying <laughs> you and doing so well. Am I doing so much that? I, anyway, BYU is known for like these big statistical games. Okay, well, Ty Debra has to establish something. And I mean, okay, so maybe we don't have the stat lines we're all used to, but to say that the only losses have come by a few points, that's putting some things down. That's setting a great foundation. Do you have a memorable Wyoming story? We love this question because we've had some beauties told to us this year. Do you have a favorite story that when you played against Wyoming? I mean, the first thing that you think about when you think about Wyoming is there's a guy that sits behind the opponent's sideline, and he's just got a bucket on, a beard, <laughs> a cowboy hat. The it's barrel man. Over, the barrel man. We're hoping there's more than that, right? but we don't yeah. know. And then also my fr- freshman year, we're coming off the field, and – a fan chucks a thing of nachos, and it hits the shoulder pad of somebody right next to me. And it is just... It's just a little cheese. Well, Ty Detmer told us earlier this week that somebody threw a hot dog, and it landed in half, that... A half-eaten, half-eaten hot, dog. hot dog. It landed in Eric Mortensen's shoulder pads. And he said, man, it smells like hot dog the whole game. And now the nacho <laughs> story. I mean, there was kids running and screaming things at Aaron Francisco, and I saw Aaron Francisco take... He had like a little cup of water, and he chucked it at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just Wyoming. Man. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, that's true, huh? But uh, we'll blame it on the kids. <laughs> John, great stuff, man. We Thanks. appreciate you coming back to uh, help us continue with this annual tradition. We'll see you next year at whatever bowl game you are. Right, yeah. I'll, we don't I'll, know I'll, I'll bring my white belt just in case you need Thank a white belt again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But you need to bring some of those socks that you got on. Okay. I, I, I've been eyeing those socks. Like, okay. I'll get you a pair. Okay. The sailor coop I will socks. get you a pair. You oh. want a pair too, Preston? <laughs> okay. Yeah. For being a good sport, we can, we can make that happen. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue with David Nixon, one of John Beck's former teammates. Which matchup are you watching tonight, BYU Sports Nation? Stay with us. All right. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are at Qualcomm Stadium, the home of the San Diego Chargers. Super Chargers. In San Diego. But it's all about college football tonight. BYU and Wyoming kick off in about two and a half hours. And Women's Hoops plays number nine Washington tomorrow. for Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Big game for the Cougars. Dave McCann and Kristen Kozlowski will be on the call as the Cougars try and take down a top ten team. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. The Poinsettia Bowl, nine Eastern on ESPN. You can listen on BYU Radio. But don't forget about Countdown to Kickoff. Live an hour before, eight Eastern from Provo and San Diego, David Nixon will join me for that as he will join us on the desk in about a minute. Men's basketball beat Idaho State 84-58 last night. Eric Mika had 19 points, 12 boards. Tomorrow the Cougars play their final non-conference game of the season against Cal State Bakersfield, who's 102 in Ken Palm ratings. 9 Eastern tomorrow, BYU TV, BYU Radio. So you have women's hoops against Washington, men's hoops against Cal State Bakersfield tomorrow. Jimmer Fredette scored 31 points in a win for the Shanghai Sharks last night. He added six rebounds and five assists. He's averaging 39 points a game and shooting just a hair under 50% from the three-point line okay. in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. The collective bargaining agreement? That is something like that, right? Yeah. It's not the Canadian Basketball Association? Wait, what? <laughs> With us now, as I mentioned, David Nixon. Dave, welcome hey. back to the stadium. What's up, David? Where John Beck got his first win as a BYU Cougar, and you got your first win as a starter for yeah. BYU. Yeah, my, my true freshman year came in. I got called to be the star of this game. And uh, that's back when we ran the 3-3-5 defense with Bronco. 
Man, that was fun. It was nuts. We're sending backers left and right. Safety's blitzing down San Francisco coming in. It was nuts. And sure enough, Bronco dialed up the exact same blitz. Back-to-back plays for me. I got two, two back-to-back sacks. So this feels hey, good. To, this feels good to me my, uh, my freshman year and my senior year. We, or junior year. We never, never lost here. You played four years in the NFL, but you never played here? This, uh, we, we played San Diego up there in, in Oakland, but I, I don't think I ever, ever played here. I think we played here, but I was inactive or something. But, uh, yeah, the, the, my last time playing was with BYU. And uh, you, you played for the Raiders, and they clinched their first playoff berth since 2 here Sunday. Do you have Raider pride? Loving it. Absolutely loving it. The entire stadium was pretty much all Raiders fans from what I heard. Uh, watched the game a little bit, but uh, love it. It's fun to watch them be successful because for so many years, even when I was there, we were terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. And we got coaches fired and everything. So finally, they're tasting some success, and uh, it's fun to watch. We talked a lot about Tanner Mangum with John Beck because he's a quarterback and analyzing a quarterback. So let's go with what you're an expert on, and that's defense. Who's going to be the best defender on the field tonight for BYU? I think you're going to have to have Cy Tautu step up. I mean, you're facing a prolific Wyoming team that can throw the rock. Uh, you know, you got Josh Allen uh, that has 16 touchdowns this year passing. And so you got a, you got a guy that you got to keep in the pocket. He's a lethal type uh, player in the sense that he's almost like Taysom Hill, not as uh, electric. But, but when he gets outside of the pocket, that's when he really starts to create. And that's when, as a BYU defense, you look at all the big plays BYU's getting up this year, it's when they've let the quarterback out and they let big plays happen, balls over the head, and the defense, you know, secondary can't keep up. So... This defense starts with Sai Tatu, uh, Harvey Longy. Those guys got to keep Josh Allen in the pocket and hopefully limit those big plays. You know, let them dink off the four or five yard type gains, but you can't let those big 20 yarders. BYU's rush defense the last couple of years has been dynamic. In fact, I uh, saw a tweet earlier today saying in the last five years, BYU's number three nationally in rush uh, yards per carry defensively. What do you think BYU can do against Brian Hill, who has 1,700 yards rush? It's, it's a tough feat. I think this is the key matchup of the game. Can BYU contain Brian Hill? Because you're right, 1,700 yards this year. I mean, he's probably one of the best running backs BYU's faced this year. And this is a game that's, it's, you know, everyone thinks, okay, Wyoming. BYU should come in, win this game, shake hands, get out of here. I'm telling you, bowl games are always tough because you do have that month of where it's just kind of a lot of downtime. You're taking finals. Coaches usually give you off a week or two. So, so your first quarter is similar to the first quarter in the very first game of the year where you're still trying to iron out some kinks. I remember as a player, you walk out there on the field and it, it kind of takes you a series or two to get used to hitting and hitting guys um, and getting physical again. And so bowl games are always interesting. So I think it's going to come down to BYU being able to stop the run. But I think turnovers. Turnovers essentially are going to be the biggest key factor, which they usually are. But I think in a bowl game in particular against a Wyoming team that can put up points fast, uh, you know, turnovers are going to be a big issue. And we talked about that too as one of our matchups to watch because Wyoming's 10th in the country in takeaways. BYU's second. So if both running backs are kind of offsetting each other, it could be turnovers. Yeah, and I, listen, BYU should have a heyday running the ball. I, I think Jamal Williams, I mean, you look what New Mexico did, you know V did against Wyoming just in the last three, you know, three or four games. They ran for a combined 900 yards. Incredible. 400, <laughs> 400 against UNLV, and 400 ran for 568 five, from New Mexico yeah, something, or something. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. So Dumb numbers. Really. Jamal will have his numbers. The question is, and John just talked about earlier with Tanner Mangum coming in, can he take care of the ball? Can, can Ty simplify the offense enough to, to just let him do some quick slants like we've seen? Maybe take a shot here and there, but just take care of the ball. Because Jamal Williams himself can come out here and win this game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but you can't have Tanner turn over the ball. That's, uh, that's, that's the one thing that can't happen because you let a Wyoming team get a turnover, and they can turn to points real quick. And I hate to bring it up, but that was the story of the bowl game last year. 
Exactly. Can, Start off slow. And, and in that first quarter, that was just like the worst combination of all time. And that's what I was saying. Bowl games are tough because that first quarter, like I said, you're still getting used to playing football again. I mean, it's been a whole month. That's a long time to be off. And we saw last year with BYU, they struggled coming out of the gates because of that kind of layoff they had. And you can't do that in, in a bowl game, especially against a Wyoming team that, I mean, I, hope, I think BYU is motivated. But this Wyoming team, I guarantee you, is more motivated than BYU in the sense that, oh, yeah. you know, th- yeah. this is their rival. And we used to talk about this as players at BYU. You go into New Mexico, you go into UNLV, Wyoming, they all consider you their rival. We don't consider them our rival. I mean, we look at Utah as, as your main rival. We wouldn't consider Wyoming or UNLV or New Mexico our rival. <laughs> and so they're playing with added motivation. I, I think this team comes out with, the, especially playing for the seniors, their last game, Jamal's last game. I think you're going to have a lot of the underclassmen, even the upperclassmen, really support each other. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, don't, I don't think BYU wins by more than 10. I, you know, that's what the, I think the line is. That's yeah. 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 high for a Wyoming team that knocked off Boise State, right? And San Diego and, State. And San Diego State and played San Diego State tough in the national championship. Or this national, the, uh, the, the conference championship. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, this is a good team. And I think that's typically Wyoming, the brand name of the football is not a powerhouse, right? And so I think a lot of fans, they look at this matchup, they're like, okay, easy game for BYU. Not so fast. I, I think this will be a very competitive game. And it will come down to the turnovers, uh, but also come down to how BYU's defense can stop Brian Hill. BYU has won seven in a row against Wyoming. The Cowboys haven't been in a bowl game since 2011. So, yeah, they are excited, and they should be excited about the running back they bring into this game as well, Brian Hill. Between Jamal Williams and Brian Hill, which running back will have the more dynamic stat line tonight? 100% Jamal Williams. I mean, you, mainly because Wyoming's defense, rush defense, is, is pretty bad, right? And uh, I think Jamal has a little bit of added motivation with him being his last game. He's playing for scouts. I mean, this is the only bowl game that's being shown this evening, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got a guy like Jamal that can really boost his draft status and draft stock by coming out here and having a dynamic game. And so I think the motivation is there for Jamal. I think the offensive line, you've got some upperclassmen there as well. Um, and then, of course, Tanner. I think everybody's going to rally around Tanner. This is his first game back, really trying to plan for the future. Um, so I think they come out hopefully firing all cylinders. They come out a little cleaner than last year's bowl game. Yeah, a and, little uh, would be nice. And ex- can execute a little, a little better. Uh, but uh, I think more, you know, more than anything, it's going to be a really exciting game. It's nice when the stars of the game play in the bowl game. I really like that. Uh, do you have a, a good Wyoming story? You guys pounded Wyoming back in the day. My, my day. Wyoming story is my freshman year going up to Laramie. And we stu- we, we sub- Yes, 03, and we, we, we lost that game. Um, Why'd you do that? I, I don't even know how we lost them. I really don't. <laughs> Maybe it's because when we were walking into the locker room, we got beer poured on our helmets. And the coaches said, make sure you wear your helmet into the locker room. And I'm like, what, what do you – I mean, I'm just a little freshman, right? And they're like, no, wear your helmet. Sure enough, as we're walking, you start hearing stuff clinking off your helmet <laughs> as you're walking into the locker room. And so I quickly realized then, all right, man, this is, a, this is no joke. Somehow we lost, probably because it was like 40 deg- you know, 20 degrees with 40-mile-per-hour wind, and Laramie's terrible, Sounds but whatever. Fun. <laughs> well, we've I had some it. fantastic stories uh, revealed to us by the former players about the Wyoming. Always good. Always good. <laughs> Dave, thanks for the time. More of him. With me on Countdown to Kickoff coming up in about an hour and 25 minutes. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, will join us. What is the number one matchup he is watching for in tonight's Poinsettia Bowl? Can you believe it, man? Ball night at Jack Murphy. I mean Qualcomm. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and Brian Logan in Provo. Spencer Linton and David Nixon uh, live right here on uh, Countdown to Kickoff from Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah, I'm not even that old, but I'm like, Jack Murphy Stadium. Nope, it's Qualcomm Stadium.
Yeah, it's kind of. I feel the same way about Jack Murphy Stadium being changed to Qualcomm as I do about the Delta Center yeah. now being Vivint Smart Home. Yeah, Arena, I feel right? you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we grew up Sponsors. with. Joining us now, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell in San Diego. What's up, Gregory? Much better weather than what you encountered in Chicago while you were with the BYU basketball team. Yeah, what a, what a difference a few days make. It was uh, brutal in Chicago, and the outcome of the game didn't do much to improve uh, the situation. <laughs> there. But, uh, you nice can bounce. warm yourself with a win. Yeah, right? exactly. It's all good once you've won. And last night, it was a nice little bounce back for the guys last night. We'll see what they do again tomorrow night. Good Bakersfield team. I don't think people know how good Bakersfield yeah. is, but it's an eight-win team that uh, was in the tournament last Last year, but that's tomorrow night. Tonight it's ball night, so uh, we yeah, are talking night, football. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's start with our Twitter question today. What's the number one matchup you are watching for tonight between BYU and Wyoming? Uh, o line and Jamal, uh, with others, of course, against that uh, that Wyoming rush defense, which is pretty generous. And in fact, the Wyoming defense in general is rather generous. I don't know if this is good or bad, but on the flight over this morning, I decided to go back and rewatch uh, Wyoming, New Mexico. And you would not believe the number. Now, it's a different offense. Wyoming is triple option and just run, run heavy. But you would not believe the number of big plays that Wyoming gave. Every play was a 30, 40, 50-yard run, touchdown, touchdown. It was amazing. It was sequence after sequence, the same play again and again, being beat up front and getting into that second level and running away from guys. And so, again, I don't know if that's good or bad, having seen that uh, today, because it got, I was, like, kind of rubbing my hands together. Like, that's you know, the outlier, like, right? I, I can see number 21, you know, galloping downfield and all those clips. But uh, that, that, that is where Wyoming is, is weakest, is, is defensively. Of course, they compensate with an explosive offense. And uh, I, I think it's going to be one of the top two or three offenses BYU's seen all year without question. I mean, when you throw a 3,000-yard passer, well, four, four yards shy of 3,000. Yeah. A 3,000-yard passer, a 1,500-yard yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver. When you consider that uh, that their leading receiver, uh, Tanner Gentry, has more receiving yards than BYU's top three guys combined, combined this combined. year. Combined. Nuts. So, so Nick Kurtz would be fourth place on this year's Wyoming team. Okay? They're he doesn't very even have good. 500. And, and this would, again, he needs about uh, 30 or 40 yards um, to avoid becoming the lowest high yardage number guy uh, for the leading receiver at BYU in years and years and years. So we'll see if they get over 500 tonight. Uh, it's kind of a side story. That said, uh, Wyoming's offense, again, compensates for any defensive weaknesses by just how well-balanced and explosive they are. And, and then, you know, as good as a thrower as, as Josh Allen is, he's a tremendous runner. I mean, he's about a 500-yard guy himself on the ground. So they really do, uh, you know, have a really well-rounded attack. And they can afford to have some of those big plays run against them because of just how powerful they are. But I think BYU is the better defensive team tonight. Yeah, and BYU comes into this game, I, I think, confident in how it's played in November. Uh, confident in a non-Power 5 team, especially against this schedule. Uh, Jamal Williams has only played two games in 67 days. But fans kind of look at Wyoming and they go, okay, that should be a win. I, this is a tougher Wyoming than BYU's seen in a while. Well, beat Boise State, which BYU didn't do. Uh, beat San Diego State, lost them in the rematch. But the, if you beat those two teams, you're a good team. You're you a really good team. You're a really good team. And again, you look at that New Mexico game, and they just you know, ran amok on Wyoming. They piled up almost 700 yards of offense. It was, it was a day in which they were really exposed, but they still scored in the 30s that day. And that, that's, that, that's their answer. Uh, and and yeah, if you beat Boise, you're a good team. If you beat Boise and San Diego, you're a really good team, I think. That, that, that's the cream of the Mountain West crop, and those, those are teams they took care of. And so uh, I, I, I haven't looked at Wyoming that way. Um, I, I think it's a challenge. I think it's, uh, it, it's a blast from the past game. I think it's a fun rivalry game. I still think of it as a rivalry. It was my first ever BYU football game call. 
In 96, uh, In 96. Right? So 20 years ago, uh, it, was, it was a cameo. I was filling in for, for Paul James. Paul was recovering from heart surgery. And so we had to miss one football game that year, and that was the game I, I, uh, I got to call. It was, it was BYU-Wyoming. Yeah, it went to overtime, and <laughs> BYU won the whack to, to get the Cotton Bowl. So that was, that was game Semi-exciting. number one for me. And all the way we are to the present, right, I do the Cowboys again, so it has a kind of special meaning for me. There's so. this theme with our guests today. Okay, so we had John Beck on. He got his, first, got Wyoming. He got yeah. his first win in this stadium. Okay, as a BYU Cougar, David Nixon got his first win as a starter in this stadium, and then you've got uh, your your first game called was against Wyoming on a neutral field, which is going to happen tonight here in San Diego. And the first bowl game I ever got to work with on, uh, on the broadcast crew, I was the sideline guy before play-by-play, of course, and so in 1993 Holiday Bowl, Ohio right here, State, Ohio, Ohio State, State, where Chad Lewis climbed the ladder in that back pylon area right there for an incredible one-handed catch, one of the best catches I've ever seen at BYU. And so that was my first bowl game was right here on this field, right in that end zone was where and, Chad made that catch. And we were talking about, Greg, this end zone is the end zone, right? So it, all, all the great plays <laughs> happen on this end. So yeah. if it's close in the fourth quarter, you just see who's going this way, right? Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, an additional blast from the past, that 93 Holiday Bowl, Ohio State sideline guy. My compatriot that day was Kirk Herbstreet. No kidding. Oh, how about that? Yeah. I yeah. still remember us meeting each other on the sideline, introducing ourselves to each other. I do this, I do this, and, uh, and kind of yeah, using each other as a resource that night. So that was, uh, yeah, he was doing sideline. <laughs> he's done okay. He was, he's he was okay. a young yeah. buck. I think he was playing quarterback buck, like the nice. year before. He was only right? a few years out of it, a couple yeah. years out of it, yeah. 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 yeah, how about that? We're with Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars, previewing BYU and Wyoming tonight. Game kicks off in just over two hours from now. You can listen to Greg on BYU Radio with the BYU Call. Tanner Mangum making his first start of the season, and strangely, he he came to BYU with Jamal Williams. Like, they came at the same time, and Jamal, Jeremy shared a story. It's really funny. He said, I was starstruck by Tanner Mangum because he was the Under Armour All-American, and he was the Elite <laughs> 11 guy, and now Jamal's the big NFL scout in his finale. They, this is the first game they will start together. What do you expect from those two tonight? Yeah, it's interesting that, uh, uh, you know, the, the Taysom Hill-Jamal uh, Williams tandem really only got to be together for for that one season right 2000 like a whole season together they had had one year together where they played 13 games other than that it was kind of piecemealing as they go for different reasons and now tanner gets to do it like you said with jamal uh as a as a new tandem but just for one game jamal we already i think we already know what to expect uh from from jamal williams and again i hope that he feels fresh because as Kalani has, has told us you know, throughout the year, he doesn't know when the last time was that Jamal really kind of felt all the way right. That said, he puts up the yards he put up. But hopefully he feels just fresh and renewed and reinvigorated uh, with so many guys you know, checking out of bowl games right now. I think he's a guy that really wants to check in and make this one really, really mm-hmm. count. And I think we've already seen what, you know, what Tanner's about as, as well. And uh, not, not that Ty Detmer you know, changes things 180 degrees, but we do get a sneak peek of, of what next year is going to look like. And that's, I think, exciting in its own way as well. I, I think Tanner is going to remember last year's bowl start and have that be uh, something that's foundational and positive and helpful to him uh, tonight. Having gone through the Utah experience last year and all that went with it in that first quarter, uh, I'd be surprised if he and the team aren't sharper to start. And you really hope that BYU has a better start as a group. We all know that they're stronger as the game goes along, and they've had to be that way. Man, it'd be nice to get out in front. They and, trailed and, and in every game this year. In fact, I think the last 16 or 17 FBS wins they've had have been comeback wins. Even if it's only three, or <laughs> three points, they've been behind in every one over a couple of years now. So that's how they roll. So you love the fact that they come back. So, so but, expect BYU to But they're also trail. pretty good front runners. <laughs> Let's get out in front, you yeah, know, and yeah. see what they do. Uh, you know, put some heat on Wyoming early. We know they can come from behind, but I don't think you want to go, you know, behind uh, too fast, 
uh, and too much against this Wyoming team just because of how explosive they are. Um, I, I, I think uh, a start like last year is not even in the realm of possibility at this point. I'm going to consider it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was twi- it was Twilight Zone time last year. Oh, my so gosh. Weird. I, I'm sure they'll be sharper tonight. Yeah. And, and I wonder what role turnovers could play into this game if Brian Hill gets going. And if Jamal uh, Williams gets going, where Wyoming turns uh, gets a lot of takeaways as well. They're top 10 in the country. BYU's more secure, though. So whereas both teams are really aggressive and they're both top 10 in takeaways, uh, BYU doesn't give, away, give it away as frequently as Wyoming does. That's the big difference. The reason the margin is so disparate is because Wyoming is not as careful with the, bo- the ball as BYU's been. And this really has been a ball security season. And we've kind of seen what Ty Detmer thinks about uh, time of possession and ball security and how imperative that is. BYU didn't have really good throw numbers this year. It was a pretty mediocre year throwing the football. But it was still a really good offense. It was a ball control offense. It was a great turnover margin offense. All really fundamental things that if you're starting from scratch with a whole new staff and trying to feel your way along, those are really good ways to win games. That's what we saw BYU do eight times this year. And how cool is it that we see two career rushing leaders, by the way? Oh, man. Uh, Brian Hill and Jamal Williams. I mean, two of the best in their school history going head-to-head in this one. Again, uh, I think the phrase is sneaky good matchup, right? Sneaky good game. That's what this is tonight. I think it's it's an attractive game for a lot of reasons. Two career rushing leaders going head-to-head. The Tanner Mangum story has kind of already been told, and again, those elite 11 years kind of come back. People go, remember him? Yeah, that's right. He was that guy. Well, he's that guy again for BYU. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars. Again, you can listen to him on BYU Radio. Watch the game on ESPN. Greg, thanks for the time, and I hope you're basking in the warmth of a win. Yeah, soak it in. Not, not just in the weather here in San Diego. Every day is a good day in San Diego. <laughs> and when, you can have a foot, when you can have a football game at the end of the day, it's even better. So it's a pleasure to be with you guys. You thanks, got Greg. it. America's finest city is always great. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around gets you caught up to date on everything else going on across BYU Sports Nation, plus our elite tweet of the day. It's a, it's a ball night, man. Ball night I, in San Diego. I love it. There's so much history here. What history will be made tonight, Spencer? In that end zone, probably. I hope. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and Wyoming tangle in the Poinsettia Bowl at 9 Eastern time on ESPN and BYU Radio. But first, countdown to kickoff coming up at 8 Eastern time right here on BYU TV, live from Provo and San Diego. Blue goggles! Men's basketball. I'm going into the world of non-disappointment. Thank BYU you, beat Idaho State 84-58 last night, led by Eric Mika's 19 points and 12 rebounds. Tomorrow, the Cougars play their final non-conference game against Cal State Bakersfield, a team that's 102 in the Ken Palm ratings. They're pretty good. Tournament team from last year, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Jimmer! Fredette scored 31 points in a win for the Shanghai Sharks last night. He added 6 rebounds and 5 assists. Jimmer's averaging almost 50% from the 3-point line in China. As a reminder, here are our going for two picks for mm, tonight's football yes, game that we yes. revealed this morning. Now, through the blue goggles, Jerem. Oh, okay. I am seeing that my picks are clearly going to be the winner tonight. Oh, good for you. <laughs> That's, I'm so happy for you. Number one, BYU football will give up 24 points or less to Wyoming, a team that averages 40 points a game. That's a good one. It's not It's not. A, as good as mine, but it's good. Channeling the Bronco number there at 24. Yes. But this defense, I think, is pretty stingy. BYU's a, a decent defensive team going against a pretty good uh, Wyoming offense. Number two, Jamal Williams will run for more touchdowns than Tanner Mangum will throw for against the 106th rated pass defense in America. I hope that happens. 
good, good chance for BYU's that BYU will win, right? Yeah. Number one for me, Jamal Williams will rush for 125-plus. It's not bold at all. Number two, Tanner Mangum will throw for exactly one touchdown. Not, one. Not zero, not two, not three, not four, not five. One. He's going to throw for one touchdown. If you get that one, then you have seriously, you're living right, okay? I am living right. <laughs> you went two for two with the basketball game. If you get four for four. You challenge my ecclesiastical endorsement? No, I'm not challenging that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you go four for four, some, something changed, okay? <laughs> Future guests include Jason Shepard and Blaine Fowler, who will anchor our coverage in Provo tomorrow while we travel back up to Utah. Uh, we will, of course, have reaction from San Diego after the game, which will be part of tomorrow's BYU Sports Nation. And we will be joined by Santa Claus on hey, Friday. Hey, that's a big get for us. We get, to, we get to give him our Christmas wish list. Send it in for me. I won't be on the show. <laughs> Tweet it at him, man. I'll ask him for you. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. If you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Our entire crew. It takes an army to do what we do, led by our senior coordinating producer, Michael Miner. Thank you to everybody involved. Our elite tweet of the day from at Sam Farnsworth 11. Hey, Sam, my bold prediction for the game is Mangum throws for more or less than 400 yards and four to five touchdowns and then gets agents and scouts urging him to go pro. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Download the podcast. Shout out to Forrest Quinn. It's ball night. See you at 8 Eastern.